Blog Talk Radio. You've always been destined for the spotlight. I'll never be more than I am right now. When a girl like you loves a boy like me, everyone else wonders how. And I know you can do better. Your daddy says I'm no good. There's been days I believed him, but you showed me that I could. I may not be perfect, I work to deserve it, yeah. And I hope this makes you love me. I hope these words might make you feel Baby, ever since you found me I know I've found something real I've got empty pockets Just one promise that my heart to give a tree Life with no regret with my last breath I give you stuff to me So I This makes you love me Please love me yeah. My worth is a work in progress I've been wrong in time or ten Looking back on how I started God knows where I've been I may not be perfect But I work to deserve it, yeah And I hope this makes you love me Hope these words might make you feel Baby, ever since you found me I know I've found something real I've got empty pockets Just one promise that my heart to give a tree Like with no regret with my last breath I give you makes you love me please love me good evening ladies and gentlemen this is off the chain i'm your host yvonne mason with my co-host the one and only ian bush And that song, the opening song, was called Love Me by my guest tonight, Dom Khaleesi. I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this young man, he makes my heart melt. 
He is an American singer, songwriter, actor, composer, and entrepreneur. He originally is Maine-born or Maine native, however you want to put it. He has lived around the country from L.A. to Nashville. So as to be expected, he has a coast-to-coast sound. Coming from a musical family, it's only natural that he has music in his blood. The multi-talented singer-songwriter, he plays the banjo, piano, guitar, percussion, produces his own records for sync listening and personal releases. Somebody's Hero, National Independent Anti-Bully Tour, sharing his story of battling depression and a speech impediment to inspire and encourage the youth there, as well as spread awareness of bullying. At the age of 19, the doctors cut the cord under his tongue in hopes of curing his lisp and stutter, which was probably the source of his bullying. Dom immediately moved to L.A. following the recovery of the surgery where he relearned how to speak correctly. From there, he found his voice and writing ability, and he never looked back. Now, if you want to see his troubled high school experience, go to Somebody's Hero on YouTube because it is an indie short film. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in this day and age where not only children but adults are bullied, this young man has made such an impact on children, and we will discuss that tonight that he has such a gift and i thank god tonight he is on the show welcome dom welcome in glad you're both here because tonight it's gonna definitely be off the chain thank you so much for having me appreciate you well you hey, are quite... hey, hey ian that song love me the when i was pulling your songs up dom to decide which three I was going to play and which one I was going to start off with. That song hit me right between the eyes because it says so much about accepting someone. It's, it's, to me, it's not just about the physical love between a man and a woman. It is about see me, into me see Mm-hmm. Accept me where I am. Accept me for who I am, flaws and all. Did you uh, mean to write that song that way? Oh, of course. Yeah, I wrote that for my wife. Well, you did an excellent job. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I was I was writing. I was just kind of writing in our bedroom, trying to figure out, you know, a song that I could write for the day. And, uh, you know, I, I don't remember how it, how it started, but essentially I was writing a totally different song. And she said, well, it sounds like it could be a wedding song. And I was like, no, babe, come on. If I were going to write a wedding song, I would write it like this. And then I wrote it. And it just like, I, I think I wrote it in maybe 12 minutes. It was like, wow. Yeah. It's it just one of those songs that you don't really know how you got there, but you just know you felt something and you just kind of let the, the vibe happened, let let the notes carry, let the words just kind of come out. And uh, it had a simplicity to it that I really liked uh, that made it very vulnerable for me was, you know, the whole line of, I hope this makes you love me. Uh, and I think that that was really the most vulnerable 
line that I could have in the song, and that's really where it came about. Well, it's it, it, I see that when going to the number one on the charts. I'm just saying, this time next year, you're going to have people playing it at their weddings and at their 50th anniversaries. And Am I right, Ian? Well, oh, no, you are right. I was going to even add on to that. Well, the whole talking about how, you know, you've already hit on it, you know, accepting me for who I am. But the one that hit me the most is all like, you know, the money that I got, the things that I can give, like, all of that, man. Like, you, I don't know, that was, I should have I should have listened to that song before tonight, because that song probably would have, yeah, I'm, I'm quite speechless, man. I'm, I'm quite speechless. Thank you, Thank you so much. Very, very powerful song. Very powerful. Yeah. Okay, and oh, yeah. since you, you and Dom have something in common, and... Dom's history leads up to some other things to talk about. Take it and run with it. Yeah, so we uh, were both tongue-tied, and we actually talked about that on the show um, last weekend, that I went through a lot of a struggle with that, being tongue-tied, being labeled something that I wasn't, um, being told that I couldn't do certain things and all of that. Um what struggles did you have? Did you have a lot of the same struggles? Because I actually got mine, I, I would say, relatively young, taken care of. Um, I was in fourth or fifth grade, so I don't know, I was about eight years oh, wow. old. But to live that long with that label, and then finally they come out with it. At, you said it was 19 for you, bud? Yeah, 19. And uh, I don't how, didn't even know how, I had, like, I didn't even know I had a speech impediment until it was really like middle school, high school era when, you know, kind of just singling me out sort of thing, or like Mm -hmm. for being different. Mm -hmm. And that's really where, you know, I started realizing that like, oh, I I talk different than than these other kids and I don't really understand what's wrong, but they're talking one way and for some reason I can't do it. Right. Can you revert back to it still? Because I actually did that on the show um, last week where if I get too excited, I'm like, yeah, instead of saying girl, I say Gwil. And I, I was surprised I could still revert back to it so quickly. Can you still do it? So mine is more of a stutter. So my my lisp came about from obviously being tongue-tied and it limits your mobility. Uh-huh. So, I, you know, uh-huh. I couldn't I, – I had to talk to the side of my mouth. And then after they cut my tongue, I pretty much, like, just looked in the mirror literally every day, 365 days a year, uh, you know, in a year for four or five years until I corrected my lisp enough where I could front and center my tongue and, and speak correctly. And uh, But every now and then, especially after singing multiple shows, I noticed that there's a lot of tongue fatigue because obviously there's a muscle. So, you know, it, it – I, I think when I drink too much whiskey or when I when I uh, am singing too much, then I, I get yeah. tongue fatigue, and that's when it starts uh, sliding back out again. Yeah, that's it's funny you bring up the drinking one, too, because that's, that's my thing, too. They're like, what? Are, are you slurring your words? Like, no, it's just coming back. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I really respect you, brother. Um, I, like I said, I, I personally know that struggle. I know how hard it is, so I'm really proud that you 
persevered and, you know, you didn't let it hold you back. So good on you, Thanks man. Thanks so much. For real. Thanks, man. Did, uh, did you have a hard time correcting it afterwards? Oh, heck yeah, dude. I still, I still chew on my ice cream cones. Man, I remember my mom told me this real sad story that um, she's all like, you know, I kept telling the doctors over and over and over again that he's got this issue, he's got this issue. And she's like, and I knew you had an issue when I watched you um, eat an ice cream cone. You were trying to lick it, and you got so mad, you just bit it. You just bit the ice cream. And still, like, to this day, I bite ice cream. And people are like, doesn't that, like, hurt your teeth? I'm like, no, man, this is <laughs> this is how I grew up. So I guess that that's the worst thing out of all the, all the right. um, things that I had to learn and still haven't broken. I think I'm doing all right. I'll keep biting my ice cream cones. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, actually, now that I think about it, I think I do that too, but I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Yvonne, we're off the chain already. You knew it. Already. You called See, it. it just went right off, <laughs> right off the rails. He's, he's, he's going he's gonna to go back to his wife and be like, honey, I have something to admit. Just learn something about myself today. <laughs> I bite ice guys cream cones. I ice cream. I bite ice cream. I'm sorry. I just got to yeah. admit it. You're, you're an ice cream biter. You're a bad, bad ice cream biter, just like me. That's terrible. <laughs> we Which should means? have a uh, support group. <laughs> There's got to be a Facebook group out there, right? If not, we're and, making one. Ice Cream Biters Anonymous. And, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we call it off the chain. Dom, see why we do not have a scripted show here? <laughs> it just wouldn't it. work. I love it. I'm already in. <laughs> He's already coming back, Yvonne. We got him. We got him. <laughs> he is. He sucked right into us. But, Dom, <laughs> going back around this circle, when... You go into schools now, and I'm going to read something because, ladies and gentlemen, I can't say it any better than some of the the things that, that has been written to Dom because Dom is a very anti-bullying advocate. As he, Those of you who know me know I tolerate bullying about as much as I tolerate Child Protective Services, which I don't. So when I see someone being bullied, be it a man, woman, or child, yeah, I will put my life on the line quick, fast, and in a hurry. I'm fearless. I don't care because there's no excuse for bullying. Bullying is nothing but someone who has such a low self-esteem that they think they have to drag someone else down to their level in order to feel good about themselves. Dom, would that be a correct statement? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that, you know, some people are, they don't know how to overcome an obstacle, so they just create more, uh, either like a divergent or more obstacles, so they don't have to deal with the truth, which is, you know, either they're going through something that they just don't know how to handle or they're trying to push it onto somebody else and just not, not deal with it. And also it's gen- it can be generational. If you're getting bullied at oh, home, yeah, you're going to go out and bully somebody because then you're the it's big person. Big, there yeah. you go. So I'm learned just behavior. going to, I'm going to read this because the kids are back in school in, in most of the world, if not all the world. And with being back in school, there comes the bullying. There comes the 
okay, I have a situation in my life, and because I have a situation in my life, I'm going to create a situation in your life. Mm-hmm. No, when that that is not acceptable behavior. And, and if teachers can't control it, then we right. as parents have to be an advocate. We have to be mm-hmm. the ones to step up and say, we're done here. We're not. And even even adults will bully children because they do. It, it's we got to re- yeah, rework it's our brain. Yeah, happened to me multiple times, 100%. 100%. There you go. So when when Dom went into um, the school, principal of Callis Main Middle and High School said that you and – your Somebody's Heroes Tour were one of the best investments we ever made for the children and the staff of our district. Dominic maintained a captive audience from the beginning of the program. He is an amazingly talented singer and songwriter performing music heard by all. His genuine honesty and story inspired children to want to make a better place not only in school but in life. And then the children said, Tuesday night was incredible. Getting to greet you with my mom touched my heart. Your song brought tears, brought us both to tears and really hit home for me. You truly are an inspiration, and you open my eyes to the fact that I want to share my story with the world to let others know there is hope. I live by the words, be yourself no matter what other people think. God made you the way you are for a reason. Besides, an original is always worth more than a copy. Thank you for being you. I love to share my story with you someday. Hopefully, I will see you again. Wishing you the best. XO, XO, XO. Um, this is another one. I believe that God sent you here for a reason today. I've battled depression and suicidal thoughts and actions for most of my life. I started to relapse this week, and you came here today. You came just when I needed you the most. Thank you so much. My mother had told me that this world has earth angels. Now I know that she was talking about you. The world could really use more people like you. And then this one. When you came to my high school last week, I thought I was going to have to sit through another assembly that doesn't even relate to anything I do. But when you came out and started singing and telling us about your story, my whole outlook on the assembly changed. You really made a difference. Thank you for being such a good speaker. I related to the majority of the issues that you brought up, and it made me realize that I am not alone. You're amazing, and I can't thank you enough. Keep being you. Dom, I know those notes had to just make you drop to your knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, interesting hearing it again, because you know I've been I've been on the tour for a while, and 
you know, I've I've got kids myself, and I think it's easy to to forget about those things, especially in today's world where everything's just crazy right now. So, you know, thank you for sharing that again. It reminds me why I why I do this every day. Why did you name your tour Somebody's Hero? Because when I was at my lowest point at 17 years old, uh, I loved the story of Clark Kent, uh, Superman. And what I loved about it is that Superman had a normal identity that nobody knew. And underneath, uh, he was a hero. And, And that's how I wanted my life to be. I wanted to just be somebody's hero. It didn't have to be everybody's, but it had to be somebody's. So I wanted to name my tour after that. I think that's beautiful because like yeah, this, this child this child said, the child that was battling depression, you might have saved that child's life and you didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Shoot, you're probably, mm-hmm. saving people's, you're probably saving people's lives tonight, man. I mean, that's, we all are, you know, just talking about it, being open and vulnerable and, you know. That's that's the beauty of this show, man. We, that's that's why we get the people that we get because you know it's needed, it's necessary. You gotta you gotta air this out. You gotta know you ain't alone in this, you know. Right. So thank and, you. And you you are such a humble young man, and and you do not. I don't think you fully realize the. I don't say the power. That's not the right word. But the ability that you have to change someone who's right on the edge because of who you are. And the fact, like, before before we went live and you and I were talking about embracing your challenge, what people don't understand in this world is every one of us, every one of us on this earth is challenged in some way. And Ann and I were again talking about this the other night. I'm left-handed in a right-handed world. Mm. When I get tired, I stutter. I can't even remember full sentences when I get tired. I have to do hand signals and people that know me, they know how to translate into the spoken word. It gets comical. Mm -hmm. But every one of us have are challenged in some way and if someone says oh no i'm perfect no did you die on a cross <laughs> apparently not because you're still here so no you're right. not <laughs> so when we allow ourselves to be humble enough to to embrace it to own it and to do like what you were doing and saying okay this is what i deal with this is what i've had to deal with this is what i learned from it i'm offering it to you as a gift so that you can take it and whatever's going on in your life, you can own it as well and do something positive with it. Would that be correct? Mm. Yes. Well, and when you yeah. when you uh, when you think about it too, Bud, I mean, like a hero, heroes don't really see that they're heroes. You know what I mean? That's that's been one of my biggest issues in my life is that, you know, same same with what's happening with you tonight. You get a couple compliments, you're like, nah, that's not me. But, like, mm-hmm. people really don't know, like, when you're actually changing someone's life, people really don't acknowledge just how much impact you really have, you know? I'm also a really quiet guy. So, like, I, I'm not – I mean, like, I, I only have social media because I kind of need it. <laughs> Otherwise, 
you know, I, I just don't really dive into the drama that kind of comes with it. But I've, I've always just been quiet. Like, uh, I, I love the line, success moves silently. Because for mm-hmm. me, I'd rather just do something and have someone else talk about it than be constantly talking about all the things I'm going to do and then possibly let someone or myself down. So I've always and, just kind of been the type that just does it. And that is the best attitude to have. That was one of the things that, that my husband did. He never talked about his successful successes, and he was known all over the world. He said, Yvonne, I, I let other people do it. And, mm-hmm. and again, that well, comes with having a humble attitude. Have you guys ever felt like people didn't acknowledge what you did at times? And that's why some people may be apt to speak out a little bit more about it. Yeah, I think, I think especially in today's world, um, I mean, how quickly a TikTok video goes viral for, you know, just insane reasons why it goes viral. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people just do something really quick and really, really bold just to like kind of make a quick statement. And for me, I've just never been that kind of guy. I was always kind of under the radar. I mean, even, even when I went through my depression, like I didn't even talk about it. Like, I didn't talk about going through anxiety and, and depression and, and hating my life and hating who I was and, you know, I always had a smile on my face. So a lot of people didn't even realize that I was going through, you know, battling these demons for so many years because I just, you know, I faked it. And and I think that translates also now into more of a positive note where I take my successes and I take my failures and I just, I deal with them the way I need to. And I, I don't just gloat. That That's not really, it's never really been my style. You don't wear that well, not at all. I can just tell by talking to you that that would be so unlike you. If you started gloating, I'd have to say, uh, Dom, come here, honey. We have to talk. This is not you. No, no, no. Go back to who you really are. And with that yeah. being said, we are going to play another song so that we can talk about it. And I know Ian's got some more um, questions for you. I know Ian. I'm sure he's just – he's. He's right there. I feel it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our guest music artist, Dom Khaleesi, amazing music artist, Don Khaleesi. We're going to play another one of his songs and then be right back because he has some news for us.
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush. And that song was called Demons, written and sung by our guest tonight, music artist Dom Khaleesi. Dom, I felt like I had stepped back into my junior and senior year of high school in 68 and 69. It's got that tone to it. It's got that storyline to it. You have such an amazing talent. The first song sounded like a, a, a Sinatra song. This one, we step back into the 60s. Are you an old soul in a young body? Have you lived several lifetimes before, my dear? That's a good question. That's a good question. I, I definitely think I've I've always been an old soul. My grandmother used to tell me... Uh, she used to call me the professor because I ah. always walked around and carried myself as if I, you know, was a professor at a college. Uh, so, so I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm an old soul, but I'm very progressive. I, I guess that's the best way to describe the way my approach is. I, I never just write something because this is what's big on the radio right now. I never just produce a style because, oh, well, everyone's doing it. I've always just, if if it fits the song, then it's right. Um, you know, it, it it needs X amount of instruments that has to sound this way. And sometimes you just got to let it be that and, and stop trying to make it into something that it's not. And, and that's always been my authenticity, even as an artist, too, is like, you know, I've lived in L.A., I grew up in Maine, and I write a lot of songs in Nashville. So that coast-to-coast sound... You know, I get compared to Justin Timberlake a lot. But then at the same time, you know, I write a lot of pop country songs that could be very Rascal Flatts, Dan and Shay-esque. So for me, I'm not trying to be in a box and just say, yep, I am this country artist, or yes, I am as pop as they come. I just, I'm a songwriter that tells a story, and my voice just happens to be another instrument. And that, that what you just said nails it because I've I've listened to music since I was old enough to listen to music. I'm 70 years old now, so I've been through several generations of genres from big bands to rock and roll to 
twangy country to new country to hip hop, you name it, I've heard it. And what you just said is so important because a lot of artists don't get it. You tell a story. Mm-hmm. And poetry, is songs are nothing but poetry put to, to music. And it comes through so well in telling that story. I can just see that person sitting there looking through his pictures and, and saying, I, I can't get rid of these demons of this lost love. Where do we go from here? Is there anything left? I see that in my mind's eye. And for me to be able to do that, you had to have told that story with feeling, with emotion, with precision, with continuity, and you did all of that. And then I also put a double entendre in there where yes, if that is if that is what you feel from a love or a breakup or something, then that's what it means to you on running from these demons. But yep. the double entendre is the demons of your depression or your past. So if you listen to it with a different set of ears on if you're thinking about mental health, it's a whole new story. See, you're amazing. That's cool. And, yeah, and that's before, really cool. before I give Ian the floor, and before I forget it, because I'm old and decrepit, tell <laughs> the folks. <laughs> Shut up, Ian. <laughs> I'm scuddy room, Ian. I'm going to hurt him, Don. Tonight is going to be a murder night, just saying. <laughs> oh, man. You're not the only woman that's tried to kill me in the past week. Goodness. <laughs> well... That's for tomorrow night's show, Ian. That's tomorrow night's show. (laughs) Can't wait. Tune in tomorrow as we hear (laughs) Ian scream. Yvonne, do your question before you forget. (laughs) See, Dom, it just went right off the rails again. And Dom fits right in. I just love it. Before you do your thing, before you say where you're going to be, I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't stand in line for anybody I don't stand in line for music artists. I don't stand in line for political people. I don't stand in line for people, but I would stand in line to get a ticket to your show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I hope to see you there. (laughs) You just let me know when you're coming to South Florida. Now tell the folks what you have started, what you're doing. And just like I told you before the show, this time next year, you're going into a much larger venue with more performers. So the floor is now yours, my friend. So I have built the first annual Red Rum Music Festival uh, in my hometown in Augusta, Maine. Um, There's a civic center there that when I was 15 years old, I decided to go very last minute and get a nosebleed ticket to go see Sugarland. Sugarland played there, and they sold the place out, and they had this artist by the name of Matt Nathanson who had a big song called Come On, Get Higher. And he went out solo acoustic, and he just sang. And when he sang Come On, Get Higher, and he got to the bridge, and he sang falsetto, it just it gave me such chills and such an impact on my life that I decided I was going to do music from that moment on, from 15 years old. And then I picked up a guitar, and I taught myself guitar. So that was such an impact for me, and I knew that I wanted to bring music and arts back to my city, especially after COVID, to a lot of my friends, but also regional and local artists back in Maine to get on the same stage as these national artists. And more importantly, 
I wanted to give that nosebleed seat to a child just like me and give them that same impact to want to do more. I've always said I'm a, I'm a small-town kid. I'm a small-town kid with a big city dream, and that's what I want to give to someone else, even if it's just one other person in that whole arena. So on Saturday, September 4th, we have 13 bands, a new band every 30 minutes, half outdoor, half indoor, first of its kind music festival in Augusta, Maine, that I uh, have had the blessings of, of building. And what do you say after that? I mean, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know, and yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, like you're just you're just blowing all my questions out of the water, man. Because I was going to ask you like <laughs> where you see yourself in your career, but you 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 already kind of explained it. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to put words in your mouth. But you see you see that you're you're the hero now. You're you're the performer. You're that and you're just perfectly happy where you're at. Like, I see that. I see you don't care what comes your way as long as it's just making an impact. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I tell my wife I, I tell my wife all the time, I'm an obsessive perfectionist. And and that is one of my best strengths and it's also a weakness. Uh, because I never stop. I never stop. I never stop growing. I never stop learning. I never stop being a better father, a better husband, a better singer, a better writer, a better businessman. You know, all my failures, I always say failure is putting the I in falling, you know, like failing is just falling and putting yourself in it. Uh, so for me, of all the bad management deals, and all the broken promises and all the almost maybes, it's like, you know, I've been in the game for 10 years now in the music industry, and I'm just getting started. And, you know, yeah. if I get to that pinnacle point next year, everyone's going to say it was an overnight success because that's what they do. They say, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know this kid, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's number one song with Justin Timberlake on the radio. But no one has seen what I've gone through for 10 right. years. And right. and that's, you know, my next 10 years, th- for this decade, I said I wanted to be 30 under 30. And then, you know, when I'm in my 30s, it's going to be building my empire, you know, building my dynasty. So when you hear, you know, when my kids grow up and they get to say, I'm a Khaleesi, I want them to say, I want them to be known for being my kid. And, and I want them to be able to chase their dreams and, and I want to be able to provide that for them. So that's that's my next 10 years, man, is what sort of impact can I make and how do I build my dynasty? Well, and, and the, you know, I, I, I feel the same way, too, and Yvonne did, too. Yvonne is always wondering about, um, you know, what she's leaving behind and all that. That's why she brought this show back, because she knew that the show leaves so much behind for so many people, you know? Mm. Absolutely. And the thing, the thing is, Dom, you and uh, Ian and I all three agree that the biggest legacy that we want to leave behind is that we made a difference in somebody's life. No matter how yeah. big or how small, we made that difference. We were part of the reason that they 
they are reaching their potential or they didn't step off the edge of that cliff or they didn't get behind the wheel of that car after drinking or they didn't bully somebody or they didn't beat on their wife because it was something we said or did that made them stop and think. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, September the 4th, if you're in his home, if you're in Dom's hometown, um, you might want to go ahead and get a ticket now because it's only a four to 5,000 seat arena. And I guarantee you that if you don't go ahead and get your ticket, you're not going to get one because it's going to be sold out. I promise you. So just, just saying, people, y'all, you people that have been with me for the last 16 years know that what I say comes to pass. It all, doesn't it, and It always comes to pass. Just always. saying. Always. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go real off the chain now because this guy keeps stealing my questions. Will you allow me to do that? <laughs> of course. He does. He keeps, he keeps it. It's almost like he knew the questions, and it's starting to make me mad. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take my anger out him just a little bit. I come yeah. very prepared. <laughs> he came in my house. He stole my questions. He went back to his house. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> and plus, honestly, I, I kind of like you, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you some brownie points with the uh, with the wife. So, Thanks. how important is it that you have a partner like your wife? What does she do in your career that helps you? And and what do you admire about her that she does either for you or for your career or for your family? And then third question, because you again stole all my questions, and we're <laughs> we're gonna throw you off. How do you reciprocate that back to her? Sure. Well, she she keeps me grounded, man. Um, you know, when there could be a lot of highs in this industry and a lot of lows, like on a daily basis. It's not just mm-hmm. like on a weekend. It's not just one show. It's not just one conversation. I mean, this is an ongoing, you know, it's not a nine to five, which can be yeah. amazing and also very tough. And she keeps me grounded. You know, she, she reminds me that I am human, um, you know, in, in the tough times and also in the times that someone can get a little little too too much in their head about where they're at mm-hmm. and where they're going and the potential. So, you know, she keeps me grounded all the time. And, you know, th- there's a lot of people that she, she she always tells me that someone comes up to her and says, oh, my gosh, you, you, you must be so proud to be Dom Kalizzi's wife. And, you know, the, all that. And for her, you know, as proud as she is, for her, I'm still the father of her children. You know, I'm I'm still mm-hmm. her husband. I still say stupid stuff, you know. I still. <laughs> yeah, we all do, bud. You know, I still make mistakes. Like, I'm still just a human. And music just happens to be my job. And I use my talent in my job, in this everyday life to chase a dream of mine that even though she keeps me humble and keeps me grounded, she always reminds me to keep going and, and she allows mm-hmm. me to always take that risk. And, uh, you know, that's what she offers me, man. You know, more than just love and, and being my wife is, is she, she keeps me grounded and keeps me sane in this industry. 
And then how I reciprocate is I'm a really good cook. I mean, let's just be real. I'm I'm a really I'm a monster in the kitchen. So, you know, I grew up. It was either watching music videos, listening to Backstreet Boys albums, or it was watching Chef Gordon Ramsay on Hell's Kitchen. So, I'm just I'm either creating in the studio or I'm creating in the kitchen. So as long as I keep my wife fed. It keeps her happy, man. That's, it, it's just keep it simple. That's how I reciprocate, with love and food. <laughs> well, it kept you alive this long, so you must be cooking all right. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm, I'm going I'm, – I'm, we have our, our uh, three-year anniversary, September 2nd. So, like, I've been cooking some mean meals for a while now. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. Yvonne, what do you got? <laughs> Uh-oh. She's gone. She left. She gone. She 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 really did take what we uh what she said in the beginning seriously. Like, okay, you guys have it. I'm I'm going to head out. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> so what, what's one thing in your Yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs> um, what's one thing that you um feel like you wish you could have changed in your career? Was there ever a oh, time nothing. when No. No, because See, even the time that, man. Even even the times I'm mad at myself, like, oh, why did you miss, like, how did you miss that? Or like, how did you trust that person? Or like, why did you think that this was this time was any different? It was like, oh, okay, because I learned this, and this is one of those invaluable lessons that you know you can't go to college, you can't enroll in a class and have them say, this is how a manager is going to screw you over. Please, you know, please open up your textbooks to chapter two, page. 75. Like, it's just not going to happen. So you unfortunately just have to go through the school of hard knocks and be like, well, shoot. I can't believe that happened. That sucks. Move on and learn from it. And then it never happens again. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's plenty of times that, yeah, I guess I wish I had handled things differently. But then where would it ha- would have led me is maybe making a terrible mistake into the industry and having it, you know, ruin my career. And at this point, you know, I'm 10 years in, I'm, I'm still kicking. And it's funny that you say that, too, because somebody actually said something pretty profound um, while, uh, last week. Why is it always last week? Oh, my goodness. I, I say that so much on the show. Yeah, you know what happened last week? And then that just, like, melds into the show. Um, so, you know that famous portrait of uh, George Washington crossing the Potomac? Yeah. And like his troops are behind him, and there's like ice chunks, and you know, I mean, you know, the Potomac. You're you're a fellow northern easterner, right? Sure. And um, somebody said, "Do you think that when George Washington was doing what he was doing, that people would want to paint portraits of that in history, like almost I don't know how many times over his his existence? Like, do you, did sure. you ever no. think he, he, he was, was like?" Traveling. He was just traveling. Do what? He just had. A, he was just traveling. He just had a mission, you know. Yeah, right. And so, like, when I ask people, like, what would you change? You know, that that really resonates with me. That's like, no, nah, man, I want to change anything. I was just living. I think the only thing that I would change, truthfully, honestly, in my career, is just um, learning a better work-life balance. I think. Yeah. 
I think I got yeah, two wrapped I up. I, I got that. two wrapped up in the uh, in the in the hunger. You know what I mean? Like I, I almost um, I didn't lose myself by any means, but I definitely had like an identity crisis. That I'm like, man, if I'm not toppling mountains and then doing all that, man, no one's gonna love me. And I think what happened was there were so many people who loved me. It's just if I wasn't doing it, I wasn't gonna love myself. You know. Like I wasn't gonna yeah, feel. Yeah, you, you needed that break in order to have a breakthrough. Well, yeah, day. trust. Hey, that break is still on breaking. No, <laughs> like it's been, it's been a minute. I actually just uh, picked up a pen again, past couple months, and started writing again. And even, um, you know, I got somebody in my life that uh, made me want to try to like write some poetry. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, like, back in high school again. Like, you know you got to keep her when they put you back in high school. You're like, do you yeah, want to date? Yeah. Yes, no, maybe. No. <laughs> the, but, the butterflies, man. If if you're sending yeah. check yes or no notes, then yes. Yeah, it's, it's on, man. That's some high school infatuation. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Asking her to prom and stuff, and they're like, right. no, dude, we're, like, we're in our 30s. Oh, no, we're going to prom. I, I will find a high school, and I will sneak into prom. <laughs> Sober. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Once I said it, I regret it. You're right. <laughs> yes. Now we found a regret in your career. I'm glad I could be your regret. That's perfect. Thanks, Ian. This is first for everything. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Hey, everybody remembers their first, right, Yvonne? <laughs> there was a. You, you might have not a. Other episodes, um, I, I messed up on a fact, and oh, I was no. like, "Is that true?" Yeah. Oh, dude, I know. And I was like, "Is that true that that happened?" And he's like, "Um, nope." And Yvonne's like, "All right, we're going to a song. We're going to play a song now from the artist." Oh no! And he's gonna go look up uh, where he found that uh, supposed fact. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna snope the heck out of this." And so literally, we came back. I'm like, yeah, man, that was an off the chain first. Like, thanks, thanks for Dude, doing that. Everybody remember it there first. You just gotta oh, embrace yeah. it, like you know, oh, you mess yeah. up. But also, you know, if someone were to say, you know, is that true? I would have just, I would have just like, you know, fudged it a little bit. It's Hollywood. Nah, dude, dude. I, was to- the I was totally industry. cool with it. I was totally cool with it, man. I was like, okay, and all that Hollywood dramatized. Like, you know, even this, uh, <laughs> even my somebody's hero short film. Is people are like, well, you know, is that real for you? I'm like, yeah, like those are real events that happen, but like they weren't little, you know, dark figures, you know, surrounding me in my high school. Like that was just, you know, it's dramatized, obviously. Right, right. It's Hollywood. It's oh, I, Hollywood. Just, I just laughed. So that's yeah, all you were doing, man. Him, man. <laughs> you, just, you were just making it Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, well, you'll 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 remember your first. I'll, I'll find a Facebook yes. request from you or something, and I'll be like, "Oh, I remember that guy." <laughs> Last but, week. Um, so I uh, let me just do something real quick. I got another I got another one for you because do you believe that we are eight minutes from closing time? Wow. That's quick. Every show, every time Yvonne and I do that, do you know it's 10 minutes? And they 
just cannot believe it. Does it really feel like you've you've been on this phone for an hour? No, no, definitely not. Well, I'm glad, man. And um, I'm gonna do what Yvonne normally does, and I'm gonna ask you if you would like to come back to the show at some point in the near distant future. And yeah, man. Uh, we're gonna continue these conversations, man. We're gonna we're gonna hear about your festival. We're gonna hear how your family's doing, and uh, we're gonna keep making some magic. What do you say? I'm I'm listen, man. I'm cooking I'm cooking some things up. Like I said, I work silently. I work under the radar. I've got some things to share, but I can't yeah. share it until everything's real. You know what I'm saying? So like I just yeah. I'm I'm I would love to come back on the show and talk about the amazing meals that I've been cooking up, and also some new music that I've been cooking in the studio, and some new gossip and things happening <laughs> in the Kalizzi crew. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's good. And we'll, uh, we'll definitely be waiting to hear about your, your uh, <laughs> breakthrough story. So you got to get us some good dirt, all right, man? You got to make sure that uh, – I got you. No one else hears it you. first. It's breaking news on on off the chain. So we're gonna end the show you. with. Um, I can't. I can't be left. I can't be left as your the story of oh the guy from last week. That's what. So that's my new goal is to not be left as the guy <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of first, um, Yvonne's mic actually died, and so that is why um, she is not with us anymore. But. Luckily, she has a co-host who uh, has been around the block once or twice with her for, for a couple of weeks, and we'll, we'll carry the conclusion. So she's left me alone for eight minutes. So I got I to gotta make a real good impact, right? It's my time to shine. So, hey, man, in a couple minutes or less, what, what piece of wisdom would you give our listeners tonight if you could give them anything? Well, what do you want them to walk away knowing? Intentional, always. Don't get so caught up in the gray area. Don't get so caught up in the BS that surrounds you every single day. Don't be so caught up in what everyone else is doing and trying to compare yourself to where you're at compared to them. Because everybody's got a different story. Everybody's mm-hmm. got a different length book, you know, that this is the story of your life. You know, your chapter mm-hmm. could be really long, and the others could mm-hmm. just be really short, short stories. So just be super intentional with your time. Um, that, that's something that I really started doing this past year, and, and it's been working out in my favor. So, you know, I really preach that. It's just be intentional with your time. Be intentional with your career. Be intentional with, you know, whatever your dreams are. Don't be afraid to chase them because fortunately and unfortunately, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. You never know when it could be your last day. So why not make the best of it and just go after everything you ever want? Because you've got nothing to lose. Be intentional. Yeah. Yeah, I actually saw a good quote uh, recently that um, somebody was saying that you know they're just they're going on a cutting spree. They're cutting drama, cutting negativity, just cut, 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 cut. And that really uh, resonates with me what you said tonight, man. Because you do you gotta you gotta be real careful where you put that energy because you only get a little battery. You know what I mean? Right. Once that battery right. is spent, it's spent, and you got to recharge mm-hmm. it, and you're you're a useless toy. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go on. So right. uh, I really appreciate you sharing that, man. I really do appreciate you. It was nice to um, talk to another fellow ton-tied 
person and for both of us not to flub up our words tonight. We did good, didn't we? Right. We, we, we didn't yeah, stutter. We didn't, we didn't well. say, Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to bring you back. Uh, Yvonne friended, uh, friended you, and she's going to link tonight's show to the page and um, his – I'm sorry, your page. See, that's me reading messages. <laughs> we did so good, and now we flubbed it up. Oh, no. <laughs> So um, definitely look for the archives, and she'll let you know when it's up. So, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate my guest tonight, and uh, we have a special guest tomorrow, Ed Roman. He's a music artist who has been on the show before. We are excited to catch up with him, and hopefully we'll tape Yvonne's mic back together so then she can talk tomorrow too. The scissors worked well, and uh, I'm glad it worked out in my favor. So tomorrow... 8 p.m. Eastern Time, same place, same conversations. You know what we are. We're off the chain, and we are here with Yvonne Mason and her co-host, Ian Bush. And remember that uh, nobody can tell you what you can and can't do. And we are so, so, so grateful that you are listening to us and giving us your time and your energy and your attention to make the indie world just a little bit better. So nobody else tells you this tonight. Yvonne and I love you. We appreciate you, and we hope we see you again soon. And with that, my friends, have a good night.